Hey Grow Girls, you are listening to the Get Up and Grow Girl podcast, hosted by me, Leela Jasmine Sule. I'm a life coach and a recovering hustle hard, grind or die, burnout prone, my productivity equals my worth kind of gal. Now is my mission to help you ditch the grind or die motto and find feel good success. This podcast will help you on your journey to finding your light, raising your vibration and living a dream life that actually feels good. Hey girls, this episode is all about why the inner work is almost definitely the missing piece if you're feeling like you're going for your goals, you're grinding for your goals, but something is just not clicking. Something is not quite blending and it's just not working and you're feeling a lot of friction. More often than not, we go straight into, let me switch up the strategy. It must be something that I'm tangibly doing wrong. When often it's actually nothing to do with the strategy and if we just looked inwards and we did some of that inner work that same strategy would flow and all of that resistance would kind of start to dissipate so that's what this episode is about it will break down what the inner work actually means for those of you that are like you keep saying this but what is the inner work I'll demystify that for you I'll break it down and I'll explain some of the ways that I've started to see the changes and the effects of the inner work, both in myself and in my clients. Also, you will hear a couple of mentions to my program, which is launching very soon, 21 Days to Self-Love and Abundance. And the waitlist to this is open now. Basically, this course will guide you through that inner work day by day for 21 days so that you can build an abundant mindset which means that your mindset is aligned with what you're aiming to achieve and everything is just flowing in alignment. No more resistance, no more friction, no more feeling like the wind is blowing against you, but instead you can glide towards your goals instead of grind. The link to that is in the show notes, but for now, let's get straight into the episode. Good morning. We're going to talk about why inner work is the solution when you feel like you're not achieving your goals, as opposed to strategy, which is what we tend to think it is. Morning. So, when we're going for our goals and nothing is happening and it's kind of, there's a lot of friction, it kind of feels like it's grinding and that everything is a struggle and a hustle and something's just not clicking. I think most of the time, the common thing to do is to go, there's a problem with my strategy. I need to change up the strategy because something's not working here. I must be taking the wrong steps. And so we completely do a 180 and try a different strategy. But 90% of the time, we just haven't given that strategy enough time to manifest itself and to actually pay off and to click. So we switch and we change and we go into doing something else before we really had a chance for that strategy to, like I say, manifest. And what we actually could have done was put some focus on the inner work and start doing the intangible work, the work that you can't see, but the work that has a huge impact and probably would facilitate that strategy that we were using so much more successfully. 
So the reason this is a problem is because one, obviously it means we don't get to the goal. So that's the obvious side of things. But on the other hand, we're also, it's about what we're telling ourselves because we're kickstarting this negative feedback loop where we have tried a strategy, it hasn't worked. So we've changed the strategy and inside we kind of, in reality, we see that as a failure. We might not even consciously recognize this, but on a subconscious level, we've thought, okay, that did not work. I did not make that work. I failed. And you're starting this negative feedback loop or embedding this limiting belief that something was wrong with you or the way that you did it or that you're not capable of what you should be capable of, especially when when it comes to strategy, we usually get this from seeing other people doing things well and doing things successfully. So we compare ourselves and think, well, that worked for them and that worked for that person, but it didn't work for me. So I'm the problem here. Morning, Francina. I love it when you join. So on the one hand, obviously, it's not great because we don't reach the goal. But deeper than that, it's about what we're telling ourselves. And again, it's inner work, is that we're telling ourselves that we couldn't do it and that we failed, or that there's something wrong with us. We were the we were the problem. So instead, if we took some focus inwards and did the inner work, often all of that friction and that sense of like something's not clicking within the strategy would dissipate and that that exact same strategy could flow because it is that feeling of just things not quite working and often we don't know why does anyone relate to that in trying a strategy towards their goals and just feeling like something's not working but you don't know what you don't know why so usually in that case, it is the inner work. So in terms of explaining why this is, I think it's something that sounds very intangible and something that you just have to trust and assume to be true and that you can't actually identify with why. But I don't think that's the case. So I'm going to try and break down to you why inner work actually often is the answer, I would say most of the time, is the answer when things are not clicking. So... Firstly, inner work creates, well, your inner world creates your outer world. So whatever's going on inside here, you will see in reality and in your outer life and your tangible life. And already I've boarded the woo-woo train. It's getting quicker and quicker each time I do a live. But again, this is actually quite tangible because if you feel, for example, you fail at a strategy and you believe that you're not, you're the problem and that strategy didn't work for you because there's something wrong with you and the way that you executed it, then you're embedding this limiting belief of not enough and seeing that you're not as good as all these other people you've seen who've implemented this strategy and felt rewarded and done it successfully. So the problem must be with you. That means that you're going to see that in every other area of your life you're going to be doing 
any other strategy and feeling that you are not enough and believing that you won't be able to execute it correctly and therefore it becomes that self-fulfilling prophecy it's it's kind of like what you expect you will see and so if we do the inner work we change what we expect we change who we think we are and therefore what we expect ourselves to do and to achieve and so then everything else changes with it does this make sense is this connecting or have i gone too woo woo too woo woo (laughs) so if i try and like give some examples of this to make it a little bit more to illustrate it a little bit more clearly let's use relationships because everyone can relate to relationships so if you've ever been in a relationship where you feel really insecure in that relationship and you feel like you can't trust, you don't feel safe that that person wants you or feels the same way that you feel or whatever it is, but you don't feel safe in that relationship. 90% of the time, if you're wondering, does this person really love me? I don't really think that they, they love me. Why? Why? This is something we hear a lot, right? Probably you've heard it from friends if you've not said it yourself. But why would they actually love me or like me? If you can answer that question for yourself, if you can say, what is lovable about me? Why do I love myself? Cheesy, but but necessary. Well, then you won't have any question of how the other person could. Because again, how you see yourself is a reflection of how you see, you think other people see you. So if, if you can, if you don't feel secure in a relationship, are you secure in yourself? That's an example of inner world mirroring outer world the same thing could be true for if you go for the same type of relationships that are not healthy for you and you keep going for maybe emotionally unavailable people and thinking why do I why does this keep happening why do I keep running into people who are like this I know I've done this a lot and we can kind of put it out to the world and be like why does the world keep bringing me this but actually again if we turn inwards And we do the inner work and we just flip that question basically and ask it to ourselves then what are we going to get if you're attracting emotionally available unavailable people is it because a part of you in reality is not emotionally available either so maybe that feels safe it feels safe to go for something that's not real because there's less to lose let me know if anyone relates to this I'm guessing inner work is physically, mentally, emotionally to the standard of what is good for you. Yeah, when I speak about inner work, I'm, I mean more mentally and emotionally um, here rather than like physical exercise. So it's all about, I'm going to break down shortly all the different elements of inner work. But for me, I'm talking about mindset work when I talk about inner work. Obviously, you've got physical fitness, but we're, we're focusing on the psyche for the sake of this so let okay so let me illustrate how inner work changes your experience of life and I love this example because I think we can all relate super simple have you ever been walking in the wind or running and the wind is going this way against your face your hair's all going like that you've got a nice facelift to be fair but the wind is going this way 
and you're trying to walk forward and you've got to put your head down and try and walk against the wind and it feels like you're walking in slow motion and that you can't actually take steps forward because there's so much resistance so much resistance against you and you can you get forward but you've got to take big long steps and like really like put all your energy put all of your energy in to take small small steps personally I was going to get groceries yesterday and this happened to me that every step towards the shop wind was just blowing me back I'm not a large person I'm like four foot so I was getting blown way back and it was just a grind to actually get to the shop and you feel like you're like hiking up a mountain or something that is what it's like when you're going for goals and you're using strategy but you you're not doing inner work and you're potentially ignoring or underestimating I think is more common the inner work it feels like a grind and a struggle and you're just trying to move forward but there's so much resistance and wind coming into your face and pushing you backwards whereas when you do the inner work it's like when I was walking back from the shop and the wind the direction of the wind now because I was going the opposite way it was behind me and I've got carrier bags and shit to carry but the wind is behind me and it's pushing me towards my house so I'm not having to use anywhere near as much energy to move myself forward because I've got what's the opposite of resistance I've got support that is what inner work does for you is that everything is going in the same direction your mind is aligning with what you were trying to achieve tangibly and you're going in the right direction both things are going this way as opposed to one force pushing you back and another force trying to move you forward and there being a lot of friction and resistance does that make sense I'm you can see in my face I'm quite proud <laughs> I'm quite proud of that analogy <laughs> let me know if that connects with you and makes it a little bit clearer what I'm talking about and demystifies some of that woo-woo so let's break down what inner work is Francina gets it of course let's break down what inner work actually is because there are subcategories if you want that little bit more clarity so firstly I would say uncovering authentic self and your authentic desires so that's about clarity and self-awareness of actually admitting and accepting what you actually want and I know that sounds really simple and it sounds like well of course and if anything it sounds like the, the nice bit that you would want to do and that we all think that we're driven by desires and so we'd be keen to jump on that as, as humans but the word authentic is key because often what we really really want deep down we don't truly acknowledge accept because it does part of it doesn't feel safe again the word safe is key and that can be for a number of reasons like we don't think we're worthy of it like it's too scary because it's a big dream or goal and so we worry that we might fail and we don't want we don't want to fail we don't want to sort of have to face that possibility and another reason we might not uncover our authentic desires is because we're worried of what other people will think sometimes you can want something that you think isn't deemed successful isn't deemed a good thing to want wouldn't be widely accepted 
let me know if you relate to that. If you've ever realised that you want something, but it wouldn't make your life experience easy to want it. So personally for me, wanting to be a life coach, way back when I was toying with the idea, I was like, oh, I don't think I would ever do that because people will think that I'm just preaching for no reason. Or people think, what job is that? Does she just sit around and preach at people? And people won't take me seriously. People will think I'm a phony or a fraud or some sort of witch in like really spiritual uh, sense. And that stopped me from pursuing it for a long time. So I told myself I was happy with just doing fitness coaching when I knew that I was pulled towards this, but it wasn't safe to me. So uncovering those authentic desires is hard because sometimes you have to let go of a past version of yourself, which is safe and which is comfortable. For example, if you've done really well in something that you're doing, this is a career example, I suppose, you've built that, you've built that sense of respect for yourself, but you also feel that you, you perhaps get it from others in what you do. And to start something different can mean that you have to start from the beginning and you feel that you, you might lose some of that and you have to let go of a part of yourself. And that brings me on to the second part of inner work, which is letting go of ego desires. And ego desires are basically... It's not, so when we hear ego, I think we simplify the word. It's not all about having a big head, but ego is the part of us that wants to be validated. And that could be validated by ourselves, validated by others. But it's a part of us that wants to be reassured, basically. Reassured is a good way of describing it. So sometimes we want to do things because we want to be reassured. For example, to satisfy our own ego, we could stay doing something that we're comfortable in, say in the comfort zone, that we know we're good at, that we know we are strong in, because that means that we remind ourselves, we reassure ourselves that we're good enough because we're going in that circle that is very comfortable where there's probably no growth, but it satisfies our ego because we feel safe. Whereas outside of that comfort zone, doing something you've never done before, trying something new, going to a new level, doing something you're not good at yet or you don't know how to do is not stroking the ego. The ego doesn't like that because you don't get that sense of validation. So letting go of ego doesn't just mean, oh, let go of what other people think. It's a big part of it. But it's also your ego wants to keep you safe, whereas your soul wants to do what it's aligned to do. Woo-woo again. Are you still with me? I hope it makes sense. So there's uncovering authentic self and desires, letting go of ego desires, which is that external validation and affirmation. Then there's shadow work. Shadow work is such a big one. And this is recognizing the parts of yourself that you're not okay with, you're not at peace with. And maybe that, again, make you feel uncomfortable. We all have a shadow. And it essentially the shadow is different for everyone but it's it's the darkness in you in yourself the parts that you don't want to shine a light on that's the way I see a shadow it doesn't mean it's a bad trait because really I don't see there is no bad or good it's only what you feel comfortable with and what you don't and this is why with shadow work when you are able to become comfortable with that part of yourself that you're not comfortable with 
at the moment, that thing that you see as your flaw or your dark side, then it becomes a strength because that is how you build true self-love. We talk about self-love and on the basic level, we talk about face masks and cheap masks. Then we go a little bit deeper and we talk about loving yourself for who you are inside and liking your personality. But to go deeper than that, real self-love is self-acceptance. And self-acceptance is not just liking the nice bits of your personality or the surface level pieces of your personality, but the deep parts of yourself, which are maybe not good, which you don't see as good, or maybe they have been negative. They, they ha- Often our shadow can show up and it's been a cause of pain to others and ourselves in the past. And that's why we call it the shadow. So true self-love is self-acceptance. And as long as you've got that shadow and you're not shining a light on it, it's, it's your weakness because it can be used against you. You're denying a part of yourself. And that's always going to come up whenever you're trying to do anything. So true self-love is is taking that shadow, doing the shadow work, working through it, recognising where it comes from, because usually it doesn't come from a bad place. And as soon as you accept that, that's how you can really complete the shadow work, heal, if you like, and create full self-love. This is something that we dig into a lot in my upcoming program which the waitlist is open for 21 days to self-love and abundance it's all about building that true self-love so you can have an abundant mindset which means you can attract what you want the mind is being as you might have seen in my last reel Francina I'm not sure you would have seen that one you want to check it out because I'm wearing an interesting outfit um is your mindset your biggest cheerleader that's what it's all about so doing that shadow work is a big part of it. It's not all going, woohoo, I love myself, I'm awesome, I'm great, I can do this, positive affirmations in the mirror. It's doing the shadow work, going into the uncomfortable things as well. Um, and that's the bit that gets ignored a lot of the time. But it is something that we do together in 21 days to self-love and abundance. So, shadow work. Then we have rewriting limiting beliefs into empowering ones. And this is key because, again, this is, a, this is where you change your inner world. And, change, and when you change your inner world, you change what's possible for you. So we all have limiting beliefs that are formed at various points of time in our lives. For example, I said at the beginning that when we go for a strategy, we think the problem, the reason we haven't reached our goals is because of strategy. So we go for that strategy and then we think it's not working because there's that friction. The wind is facing you rather than behind you. So we think it's not working. We change up the strategy and inside we feel a bit like we failed. We failed at implementing that strategy that we've seen other people do successfully. So we can embed that as a limiting belief then within ourselves that we're not good enough. We're the problem somehow. We're not as capable as other people. And so that limiting belief will follow us around in everything we do. Whereas when we actually go in and rewrite that limiting belief and make it an empowering one, so change the way our mind thinks and say, actually, that's not true. These these are all the reasons that isn't true. You have to create, you can't just say it, you have to create belief. And that happens over time. Again, something we do in 21 days to self-love and abundance. Um, 
but it takes time to rewrite it. You have to give your mind evidence. When you've done that and you've changed it to an empowering belief, now you genuinely believe that you can do these things. And so you will keep going and you will make different choices based on that. That's a really key one because when people struggle with the whole woo-woo train thing, it's not just about I believe it. It's about how you're acting in the world. Yes, believing it is so important, but it's because believing changes the way that you act. And that's a big one. And that is something that I see a lot in my clients, that before they've done the thing they want to do, they believe they can. That's why we work together. Francina, you're an example of this. We work together because you've already decided. You might not think you do, but but something in you does. There might still be those little voices, but your actions when you work, when you work with me, work with anyone who's going to help you achieve that goal, are telling you, I believe that I can be X, start my own business, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So you're acting it before you're receiving it, but that is the way it works. I think I spoke about this last week that we think. We need to become successful, become a business owner, fall in love, whatever it is, before we can be that. That's that, that we get there, then we can be successful, then we can think this, then we can believe in ourselves. Actually, you need to believe in yourself first, then you'll start acting as if, and that is how you will become the person that you want to become. Believing changes the way you act, yes, 100%. So... This is something, it's again, it's about embodying. This is something I've been doing myself in that it's about manifesting really as well, to drop another woo-woo term. But I recently invested in a new coach and I had no idea how I was going to do it. When I signed up, I nearly wet myself. I was literally like, am I really doing this? But I just I just took the plunge. I didn't try really not to think about the how, which sounds a bit crazy, and invested pretty much all my savings, not knowing how you know how that's going to play out but just trusting then the program hasn't even started yet it's starting in a month and this was in the last few weeks that I did that but already I'm acting different you might notice it I'm live I'm here live which is scary but I'm acting as that person who I want to be and not stopping myself from doing things like this because I've got that push now that that action although it's a tangible action said to me you just bet on yourself. So you believe in yourself. And now I'm acting like someone who believes in myself. So I don't, I don't care if there's no one watching this. I'm doing it. Because something's changed internally. And the more obviously I act like this, the more it continues to multiply. So since doing that, my actions have changed without that coaching actually beginning. Hey, Maria. Hey. Um, so I've started to receive different things. The coaching has not yet started. All I've done is put that investment on the line. But things are starting to multiply. And I've started to, in the last two weeks since I did that, before it was a little bit of a tumbleweed month, in those last couple of weeks, I've gained emails and inquiries and I've had discovery calls and bookings from like soul sister type of clients, the kind of people I would love to work with because we're just like so connected like I know a lot of you are who work with me already we we have that that's what I wanted and they've just come out of nowhere not through Instagram just literally through emails and I'm like that's crazy but that feels to me like manifestation 
because I believed that I was it before it actually happened. So little example that hopefully makes it real just shows that you do change how you act when you believe yourself to be different. So when you make a choice that your future self would make, then your life starts to look like that person's life. It doesn't just happen. You can't just wait until something amazing comes to you. You have to become that person and then that amazing thing. Those amazing things will start to come because you are embodying the person who they would happen to. Proper (laughs) woo-woo. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Francina. So, yeah, the last one is aligning. So we've spoken about uncovering authentic desires and your authentic self we've talking we've spoken about letting go of ego desires we've spoken about doing the shadow work and rewrite rewriting those limiting beliefs into empowering beliefs lastly aligning and that is aligning with who you really are again aligning with your authentic self because you can uncover who that is but are you embodying it so really i've kind of covered that one in that are you living in the way that person would live are you acting in the way that person would act are you going for things that person would go for are you speaking to yourself like that person would speak to themselves is something that is a bit cheesy i don't know does anyone do affirmations does anyone do spoken affirmations personally i would cringe to death at the thought of doing those in the past so slowly slowly you build this and again I can't stop. I can't stop dropping it because it's going to be an amazing program. But we do this in 21 days to self-love and abundance. (laughs) So I used to just start by writing them and then maybe reading them out loud. And now I will literally be cooking. A negative thought might pop into my mind, a limiting belief. And I will say out loud to myself in a cheesy voice, the positive affirmation version of it. And you start to believe it. So are you talking to yourself like the person you want to be? aligning your behavior with who that person is little things like this is going to sound really silly but I hope it will illustrate to you how it works and how simple it is things like I've made my food I've made my dinner I'm going to do a call and then I could put that dish in the sink or I could wash up the dish the dish and it's little things that since January, since making this investment, I've been like, my future self would wash the dish now because she's just, she's just serious about stuff. She doesn't, she knows that that dish sitting on the side is just going to make her feel stressed and just make the house a mess. And she gets things done. She, she starts something, she finishes it. Sounds really stupid, the whole dishwashing example, but it changes the way I feel. Little wins. You feel proud of yourself. You believe that you will do what you say you will do. And that's how you build self-belief. So I think that hopefully that summarises why this topic of inner work is really such a missing piece and probably is the missing piece in whatever you're going for. If it's not 100% clicking, this missing piece will get that wind behind you pushing you in the right direction rather than in your face, making you grind forwards, feeling like you're not getting anywhere. Any questions?
feel like that's everything I wanted to say. Yeah. I'm going to save this to IGTV.